Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman, our good friend Taylor Cole from Hotel Hunt TV, which is on Amazon Prime, is going to join us on the podcast this week with her monthly hotel spotlights. So we'll hook up with her in a few minutes. And this time around, she's going to give us some insight on the Royalton Blue Waters Hotel in Jamaica. So looking forward to that. Plus, uh, a bit later, we're going to head to Columbia and learn about True Columbia Travel, a tour company that specializes, obviously, in Columbia. But to start things out, we're going to chat a little bit about the Vancouver International Airport, as it was recently ranked as the number one large airport in Canada from J.D. Power's Airport Satisfaction Survey. So joining us now to give us some insight on what YVR is doing right is the president and CEO of the Vancouver Airport Authority. He's Craig Richmond. The website is yvr.ca. Hi, Craig. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. First of all, I guess we've got to say congratulations on the uh, J.D. Power Satisfaction Air, uh, Index for airports, number one in Canada, number six in North America for large airports. Uh, if memory uh, seems to, if my memory uh, is correct, this isn't the first time you're ranked number one in Canada, is it? Well, actually, um, we're not all that familiar with the J.D. Power survey. Uh, it's sort of new to us. We we generally hang our hat on the SkyTrack survey, yeah, and we, we there there we rate uh, number one in North America. And you know, it sounds like I'm bragging. Maybe I am. <laughs> uh, that, that's ten years in a row. So. Uh, we're happy to, to, to be sixth in North America with J.D. Power, but we're not as familiar with that survey. So we're just going to we're digging into how they how they get that, because we find any feedback is very helpful. And uh, and even even if it's bad, in fact, sometimes especially if it's bad, because it's it's always gold and it, it, it shows you how to improve. So what uh, what is YBR doing that uh, some other airports in Canada or North America aren't doing then? bit of a wide-ranging question for all the airports. I can tell you that, that uh, there are a few things that, that we do really well. We have very friendly uh, staff, and I know lots of people do. And, I, you know, I, for example, I love the White Hat program in, in Calgary. Um, uh, lots of people do that. We have everybody in the, in the airport is kind of attuned to looking after the passenger. In fact, we have a, a program called YVR Stars where anybody from any company can nominate another person, and that's 26,500 people. Um, when they see something sort of above and beyond, and we have a big party to celebrate it, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we've always had that. And I, I don't know why, where that comes from. I've often joked that if I could bottle it, I would own a yacht. You know, uh, <laughs> it's just people really go out of their way to help passengers. Through uh, another thing that we have through uh, both good design and good fortune over time, we've, we actually have sort of three small uh, connected terminals that make one big connected terminal. So uh, it, there's no, the sense of scale here is, is quite reasonable um, for every passenger. So if you're flying from here, say, to Calgary on WestJet, there's a little small part of the terminal for you. If you're flying through here to Ottawa, there's a small part of the terminal for you, and, and likewise for international. Now, it keeps getting bigger, but it's not monstrous. So I think people like that, that sort of relatively smaller sense of scale. Mm-hmm. Um, getting harder for us, you know, as we pass 26 million passengers, it's hard to be that, that little big airport anymore, but it's something that we, we keep striving for. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to give you one of the biggest airport tips there is, and and my team gets mad when I say just keep it clean, keep the place <laughs> clean. You know, well, it, it is a huge driver of customer satisfaction. The washrooms, the the check-in area, the hold rooms, 
spend extra money on cleaners because it pays off. Mm-hmm. Well, it, sometimes it is the little things that uh, add up to make uh, the big thing, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we've got all kinds of, of data, you know, 90, 100 quarters of data that shows that if you keep your airport clean, people think positively of you. And conversely, if it's dirty, they wonder, what else aren't you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the challenges ahead, though? I mean, uh, there's always challenges for every airport, but uh, specific to YVR, uh, any challenges that are, that are always there that you're looking at and maybe uh, some of the new things people can expect uh, down the road? Well, you know, um, we, we're going through a bit of a rough patch uh, with the whole 737 MAX grounding right now, but mm-hmm. that's just going to be another six months to to, uh, to a year, and then, you know, we'll be back growing again. And so that growth is always a challenge because, you know, as you add airplanes with their big wingtips, the terminal just gets bigger and bigger. So moving people around very efficiently and, and, and uh, getting them to and from the gates and to customs, that's always on our mind. What can we do to make that better? Uh, wayfinding uh, again you know you come off the uh, uh, an airplane from say Prince George or, or Edmonton or wherever and you're flying to Shanghai how can we make sure that you can find your way through the terminal get to your gate very quickly all mm-hmm. of those issues continue um, and, and the biggest one I think is to continuously figure out how to make processes easier you know they, they they get more complex in some regards but but we've done some things like our our passport kiosks, you know, where you can come in and use the kiosk to to uh, check in with customs as you arrive or when you're going to the States to do U.S. customs. Anything we can do to, to shave seconds off uh, the pain, it's really important to customers. You know, we're, we're uh, always working with our security provider, CATSA, with, with customs, with airlines, putting people through quicker because there always seems to be one more regulation and, and, and adds another five seconds or 10 seconds. We've got to always be working to, to lower that number. That, that's a huge pain point for passengers. And, and there's also the uh, layover challenge, I would think, too, how to entertain uh, people if they're uh, there for three or four hours and are just sitting around waiting, right? You bet. Um, it, you know, if it gets to be three, four hours or more, we've got a train goes right downtown. So, you know, if you drop your luggage off, head downtown and come back, it's a 27-minute it's a train ride uh, guaranteed. So th- that's a, a really nice thing to have. We also have a designer outlet mall on the, uh, on the property, which if you just even want to walk around, it's really nice. But I think you're right, it's in the two to three hour point. How do you keep people interested and uh, enjoying themselves? We're opening up a, a new part of the terminal next June, which actually has a forest in the middle of the terminal. So, uh, and, you know, you can go out and get a last blast of fresh air before you get on your plane. Uh, Craig Richmond is the president and CEO of the Vancouver Airport Authority. Again, their website, YBR.ca. I uh, appreciate your time, Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, once a month, our good friend Taylor Cole, a host of Hotel Hunt TV, which is heard on Amazon Prime, likes to join us with her monthly hotel spotlight. And this time around, it's the Royalton Blue Waters Hotel in Jamaica that she's going to tell us about. She joins us now via Skype. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Randy. The Royalton Blue Waters. I have heard of this place. It gets uh, great reviews. Tell me uh, when you were there and your first impressions. First impressions were great. Uh, upon my visit, it was in the June time frame. 
my husband and I were looking for a mini break and we had the opportunity to go to Royalton Blue Waters. One thing about the location is it's in Montego Bay, but it's in the Triwani area, which is the northern part of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So there's some interesting things about the waters I want to tell you. Um, because when you say Royalton Blue Waters, there's uh, some hidden information behind that, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But um, Royalton Blue Waters is a rather large property. They have um, almost 230 luxury rooms and suites. And I did have the opportunity to stay in one of their nicer suites, which had a pool table, a sunken jacuzzi jetted tub, but all their rooms. This is the in the room, of, right? <laughs> this is in the room, <laughs> yes. Randy, it had a, a, a butler's kitchen. So, so as to not be disturbed while I'm having a bath or maybe playing pool, the butler can come in, place the food at the kitchen and leave it and then uh, not disturb me and my guests. It sounds like royalty. So I guess Royalton <laughs> Blue Waters. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they treat you like royalty, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, so now that was one of the rooms. Obviously, when you have 300 plus uh, types of rooms, you can accommodate just about everybody, right? You can. The, the rooms, they've got some really nice deluxe rooms, many of them with ocean views. And the secret to a good night's rest at Royalton Blue Waters is their dream bed. And this is one of those hyperallergenic um, combo beds with foam and coils and all the latest technology and you sleep like you've never slept before i mean really really comfortable beds these beds are notorious in the travel industry nice so you got a good late night's sleep you could play uh, a little pool if you want in your room and relax in your hot tub <laughs> so <it> sounds <laughs> pretty good uh what are some of the uh activities that uh, guests enjoy there you know, there's a lot of delicious restaurants, and normally I like the private restaurants. The you know, They've got a delicious Asian fusion restaurant called Jade. Um, they have a steakhouse um, that actually serves some options for me as a vegetarian slash pescatarian. They've got a delicious Italian trattoria with um, handmade pizzas, um, as well as delicious cuisine like the... Um, eggplant parmesan and things like that mm -hmm. but i incidentally loved their buffet they have nice. a gourmet marche yeah international buffet which the neat part about that is it combines some of the delicious cuisine from many of their signature restaurants into the buffet so you get an opportunity to sample it and they bring fresh food out constantly you know some buffets are questionable on you know, how well they keep it up. But this yeah. one was clean the whole time. The service was great. And you just have a beautiful view of the property from the buffet area. Nice. Now, uh, you, you mentioned you touched on some of the specialty restaurants, I think. Uh, do you need reservations in advance or how does that work? A few of them you do. But actually, Royalton Blue Waters is all-inclusive. So you have the opportunity to come and go and dine as long as everything is open. You can enjoy restaurants plus 24-7 room service, which was, was great. Now, the steakhouse and I believe the um, Italian restaurant require reservations, and there's a dress code. Um, also, there's a, a tempanaki 
that restaurant would require reservations because you're going to be sitting in a, in a group. Mm-hmm. So you do need to make your reservations for that, but they've got so many options. Plus there's even a chef's table dining option for you. If you want to pay for that, you can have that special chef's created meal that's exclusive for you. And this is a family friendly resort, right? It's family friendly, Randy, and they have a lazy river that runs through the property. <laughs> I love lazy rivers. <laughs> lazy Because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they have a water park. So there's lots of fun. And I even went down the water slide with my husband, and it was so much fun. You know, they've got a lot of things that are enjoyable. So if you are there with a, a spouse or a partner, you can take advantage of the kids club and they have supervised childcare that you can pay a fee for. Mm-hmm. Plus they have a club where um, you can go in and grab something to eat at any time. It's an air conditioned relaxing um, lounge mm-hmm. where you can enjoy um, some food and music and relaxation. So there's lots of really nice areas across this property. Plus of course, you're on the beautiful Jamaican beach. Chuck the words right out of my mouth. That was my next question. I mean, Jamaica is <laughs> known for its beaches. It's got to be close to a beach, right? It is right on the beach. They have an area that is exclusive for Royalton Blue Waters and their sister property, Royalton White Sands. Um, and in another episode, I'll definitely talk about Royalton White Sands and some of the hidden treasures of that property. But it is. It's a great area. I went kayaking. I've been parasailing in the area before. The waters are so clear that you can see right down to the bottom. Nice. Now, okay, so you can go to the beach. Uh, What are some of the other activities you can explore a little further away from the uh, Royalton Blue Waters? Okay, so this is the secret I wanted to share with you. This is the hidden gem. All right. (laughs) Randy, one of the (laughs) things that's been on my bucket list for a long time has been to see the bioluminescence. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So bioluminescence is this glowing lagoon. Um, There are about four areas that have these components in the world. And this is where you get in the water at night and the water glistens a beautiful aqua or blue or turquoise color. Oh, cool. And so when you're swimming, this water has this beautiful aura of, of color. Wow. Uh, so again, there's only about four areas in the world that have this combination is because the waters from the Martha Bray river that's in Jamaica at the Northern area, as well as the um, salt water from the ocean combine and the microorganisms in the water, they all light up when they're agitated. So when you're swimming and you're moving your hands and feet around, you're stirring these microorganisms up and they light up with a beautiful blue. Isn't that the coolest? Oh, I it's did, cool. I did it's, not know about that. <laughs> it's very close to the Royalton Blue Waters and the Royalton White Sands. Literally, we, we had booked our reservation. We got in the car. We went across the street, down the hill, and it was there. You take a raft out into the water at night, and you can experience the bioluminescence. That's one experience. Anything else that uh, you got to explore around? You should definitely get out and try some of the local food. Now, there's a place called Pier 1. It's on the waterfront. It's a beautiful location where you can watch the ships come in. And their signature dish at the Pier 1 is the oxtail. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear you pause, Randy. Oxtail. I, again, that's where I'm certain I'm pescatarian slash vegetarian. 
but my husband tried it. It was, you know, it's a delicacy for Jamaica along with jerk chicken and others. Mm. Um, he said it was interesting. A lot of people swear by it and say you have to have it. The other thing that was delicious there from my standpoint was coconut shrimp. Um, you know, just delicious flavor. They have, of course, all the different types of drinks, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. And sitting out there on the pier, um, you know, you're on a, a beautiful kind of waterfront area and you can look out at the ships coming in and you can just see all the way down the coast of Jamaica. Oh, nice. Uh, the Royalton Blue Waters. Uh, can people uh, see the uh, Hotel Hunt TV uh, episode of this on Amazon Prime? They can. It's episode number 18. Royalton Blue Waters, and be on the lookout for other episodes from Jamaica. But we had a great time. You're able to see some of our drone footage, so you can really experience it visually. And then we even have some nice music that was uh, local in Jamaica, too. Very nice. Uh, Taylor Cole is the host of Hotel Hunt TV. You can uh, watch it on Amazon Prime, their website, hotelhunttv.com. Always a pleasure to chat, Taylor. I'm looking forward to your next adventure next time. Thank you so much. And everybody, check out Travel with TLC on Instagram for other tips about great locations. Well, it's been quite a while since I've been to Colombia. I visited Cartagena a few times when working as a crew member with Holland America Cruise Line many years ago. And I've always wanted to return and explore it more. So now there's a tour company that specializes in Colombia. It's called True Columbia Travel. And the president and CEO of True Columbia Travel is Brian Schoen. And he is here now to tell us more about it. Hi, Brian. Hey, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about True Columbia Travel and what makes it unique. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm calling from Medellin, Colombia, where it is basically paradise the uh, the entire year. Uh, so, Chukum has been alone for uh, about three years, and we have a few things that make us really distinct. Uh, so, one is just starting from the sort of DNA of the team, right? Um, apart from myself, everybody else on the team is female. Uh, we believe a ton in diversity, diversity of opinions, diversity of thoughts, all of that. We have a really uh, cool team, a mix of people. One of my partners is a, is a veterinarian. We have a psychologist. We have uh, experts in art. We have people who do lots of diving, and that influences a lot of our point of view. I should also point out that I'm the only one on the team who isn't actually Colombian, but I've lived <laughs> down here for a while. I'm married to a Colombian, um, and I absolutely love this place. The other thing is that we're really, really committed not just to responsible and sustainable travel, but doing really high-end, authentic Colombian travel. So we look for uh, the absolute best experiences that you can possibly find. Um, We go to really interesting sort of off-the-grid destinations, and we treat everything with a high level of respect. So, for example, we treat coffee how other uh, how other countries treat wine. So you know, if you go to Spain or Italy or France, and uh, you, know, you might go to a different vineyard each day, that's the type of passion that we have for topics like coffee or different types of animals or different types of regions of Colombia mm-hmm. that we absolutely love. Okay, so obviously you've fallen in love with Colombia. I can tell by the excitement in your voice. <laughs> so tell me what influenced <laughs> yeah, you. <very> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I would say this is the only country that I've ever been to where I 
never stopped saying, wow. I mean, I spent years and years traveling over every single corner of this place, and I keep finding something that's <clears throat> completely new that I wasn't expecting. So, you know, a few hours from where we are now, I went with, uh, with my business partner, Anna, uh, to explore this new region. Um, as I'm sure you've heard in the last few years, uh, you know, Colombia has been changing for years and years now. But even mm-hmm. with, with the signing of the peace agreement, there's new places that continue to open, right? And so we went to one of these places uh, to see what was there um, and to do some investigation. And, and we found a, a giant, uh, you know, lake off of one of the biggest rivers uh, where uh, there is an endangered species of river manatee living. Uh, living next to an area with different species of monkeys and jaguars and incredible things in this formerly very historic neighborhood of the country um, near one of the most magical cacao farms that I've ever visited with a family that has one of the most beautiful stories that I've ever encountered anywhere in the country. And I found this years, years, years after beginning to travel to Colombia. And that is constantly happening to me every single year. And, and that's something that, that really has enraptured me about Colombia. I'm looking on your website. It is truecolumbiatravel.com. And uh, right there it says where to go on your trip to Colombia. So tell me where to go if I'm planning a trip to Colombia. Obviously, there's a lot of things to see <laughs> and do, and we only have a few minutes, but uh, do your best. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about two of the coolest ones, which I think are time appropriate. So one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that there's multiple carnaval festivals uh, throughout, the, throughout the country and throughout the year. You know, one of the biggest ones is in Barranquilla in, in February, which is huge. It's kind of like a big party like in Brazil. But two lesser-known ones, which are really interesting, there is a 500-year-old, very historic, beautiful pueblo about an hour from Medellin called Santa Fe de Antioquia. And the 29th of December, they have this really cool festival called uh, Noche de, de los Diablitos, in which everybody dresses up from head to toe, so you can't see them at all, um, and these really old traditional costumes that came out of having this, this night of uh, equality amongst everyone. And it's, this big festival is really, really interesting. The other, which is really close to my heart, uh, because it's just absolutely beautiful, is the Carnaval de los Blancos y Negros, the black and white carnaval in Pasto Nariño, uh, which occurs in the first week of January. And that's in a really interesting region near the equatorial border with Colombia, uh, Ecuador's border with Colombia, and that is full of these huge, imaginative, dreamlike floats. Um, it includes massive, uh, what you would think of as a snowball fight, and so the snowball is flower. Uh, you might have people right, wipe some black ink in your face, but you'll have a type of cuisine that is completely different than anywhere else that you would eat in Colombia, and you'll see some of the best artisanal crafts and art that you can find anywhere uh, while being in one of the most uh, sort of culturally interesting corners of the country. Mm-hmm. So sort of thinking of timing and dates, those are two things that I would definitely recommend. Uh, well, now, what would you say to people, and I'm sure you've heard this, uh, to ease their, their doubts and objections about traveling to Colombia, uh, what do you say to them? Great. Colombia is a country that is totally changed. I live in Medellin, Colombia, which used to be the most dangerous city on the planet. But today, the area that I live in is statistically safer than, you know, Boston, Massachusetts or Cambridge near Harvard, right? Uh, This is a place that's safe. It's a place that is open to the world. 
Uh, obviously, safety would be our number one concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a place that you should feel safe to come to and that you will feel safe once you're here. Uh, that I can absolutely guarantee you. So are these guided tours that you offer or is, uh, tell me how that works once I arrive into, okay. into Colombia. Absolutely. We don't want anybody having to worry about anything logistically because we understand that Colombia can be a very overwhelming place for people. So we will greet you uh, as you come through uh, immigration and we will make sure that logistics are taken care of at every step of the way. So uh, we want you just having the best trip of your life, saying that Colombia is one of the des- best destinations you've ever, vi- you've ever visited. So we'll have all guides, translators, transport, breakfast, lunch, uh, hotels, everything taken care of. We just want you having an amazing time and going home and showing everybody you know your incredible pictures from Colombia. Nice. Uh, now, other than a passport, I don't need any other special documentation or anything like that, do I? You don't. That's one of the other wonderful things is that for a uh, vast majority of the world, you don't need a special visa. And contrary to what some people think, you really don't need uh, vaccines to come either. Uh, Yellow fever is generally uh, recommended uh, among most parts of South America, but other than that, uh, with a few few exceptions, if you want to go to the Colombian Amazon, we definitely recommend yellow fever and maybe one or two other things, but Mm -hmm. the rest of the country, uh, you don't. And keep in mind, Colombia is incredibly diverse. We have three ranges of the Andes, we have two deserts, we have Amazon, we have a plains region, uh, we have the best coffee regions in the world. Uh, really, if you can think about it, if you can imagine it, Colombia has it. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, what do some of the people uh, say after they've been on uh, one of your tours? Uh, what are some of the highlights that uh, keep coming up? Absolutely. I've had people stop me in the middle and say, uh, you know, their friends back home aren't going to believe this, that this went way above their expectations. Um, nearest and dearest to my heart is... Medellin. Medellin is beautiful. It's the city of Eternal Spring. Uh, the story here and the modern story is incredible. Um, we've literally had people uh, stop in the middle with tears rolling down their eyes saying this has impacted me in a really deep way. Uh, and it's one of the places that, that most I would definitely say you have to check out. Uh, and how much Spanish do I need to know? <laughs> Por you don't favor. need to know any because we'll take... <laughs> We'll take care of everything, so you don't need to worry about that. And there's lots of places that are outside of the cities that you can check out, too. I mentioned Santa Fe, mm-hmm. another beautiful pueblo called Vida de Leva near Bogotá. And then we're opening up new places. We go to an area called uh, Puerto Triunfo, where you can check out um, everything from wild hippos. That's right, as a wild hippos, to uh, tons of monkeys, doing tons of exotic birds, toucans, macaws. Uh, the Pacific coast of Colombia, where you can see some of the best whale watching in the entire world. Really, there's uh, a ton of places that you can go. Uh, in, in, it's a country where you don't have to choose between the mountains and the beach. You can easily have both. Well, I would, I would choose the beach over the mountains, but I would take both, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a great way to explore Colombia. I have been to Cartagena. It is a beautiful city, and uh, I really do uh, did enjoy uh, my, my time in Colombia, although it was short. Uh, so it just makes me want to go back. That's all. So it is uh, True Columbia Travel, the website truecolumbiatravel.com. And Brian Schoen is the president and CEO of True Columbia Travel. Uh, appreciate your time, uh, Brian. Thank you. Randy, thank you. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Mm-hmm.
And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.